delighted to have you in the podcast where all stories are welcome and the masks come off. So hi uh, Akshay, pleasure to see Thank you. Same here. Thank you so much to um, for agreeing to having a soul brew with me and welcome to Coffee and Soul. I'm really excited <laughs> about our conversation today. I've been excited about it as well. Wonderful. Akshay, before you uh, before we start and launch into some questions and some reflections together, I'd love to you ha- do you, you have your cup of tea, right, with you? Yes, I have a cup of tea. And so I'm just going to pour myself a cup of coffee. Yeah. Cheers, Akshay. Cheers, Shiva. Welcome for to uh, Coffee and Soul. Lovely to have you here. Cheers. Same. I'm loving the fact that I'm here today. And the first sip. <laughs> no. So can I ask you to hold your cup of tea in your hands? And if you can just nestle it between your hands and on your palms and sit back and close your eyes. And just breathe into it. What image comes to your mind? Sitting by a fire. Uh, it's a wooden cabin in some faraway forest and it's snowing outside and there's a book in my lap and there's a blanket over me. There's a glass of wine beside me and there's soft, very soft piano playing in the background. And I'm reading the book by the light of the fire and it's cozy and it's warm. Yeah. That's so beautiful and so evocative. Wow. Okay. What a cup of tea. What a cup of tea can do. (laughs) (laughs) What does this image mean to you, Akshay, if you were to just talk about it? I think I enjoy the fact that there is this huge contrast happening in life always, Mm -hmm. that there is this cold snow outside like it is actually literally cold Mm. but you as a person are kind of trying to live and have that fire around you to keep you warm with the blanket and obviously a book and wine is other ways of just adding to the warmth of you you know so I, I think it's that entire contrast between how life always is like okay there's always something happening but you are sort of trying to fight through it and that that's it like even though it is a comfortable cozy space that coziness is also a fight against uh, the entire I, I don't want to say harshness of life but to some degree yes life is not exactly easy peasy as everybody sort of makes it out to be so it's always this struggle between you and everything else and so this image also very very interesting so this image also brings that out for you. Not only is it snug and warm and cozy, but it's also like, is it something like you need to almost like strain or fight to carve out this time? Is that? Yes, I think, I think yes, I, I guess you have to sort of go through a lot uh, to be able to carve out that little time. Like, especially when I think about writing as a profession, mm-hmm. You sort of have to carve out the time for writing. Otherwise, people, life, everything keeps getting in the way. And mm-hmm. that is the biggest excuse that most people or even sometimes I come up with that mm-hmm. I can't write because there's so much happening. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. But just to have that calmness and that entire space, you need to sort of cut 
like i think uh, stephen king says this you have to close the door and to close the door is one of the most hardest things that you can do just to keep that door shut because sometimes everybody just comes inside and it's havoc in your brain but to shut that door is a really difficult task mm. and that's that's uh, that's very powerful you have to close it all out and it it's i suppose sometimes it's almost like a superhuman thing because life is happening all around all you and time. beating yeah. upon you and yeah and yeah. it's not like when you have like paused and in your space life has not stopped or paused yes. in any sense like everything is still going on the way it always does yes. but it's just you who is sort of fighting against the flow to sort of bring that moment into being it's like creating a space for stillness in a manner of speaking yeah, yeah. wow that's um, very very uh, intriguing what you've just said and I, I i did not really like if you would not have asked me this question i don't think i would have come up with that yeah. it was interesting to me as well yeah it's uh, it and, and i think this is the beauty and the power of dialogue isn't it really? yeah definitely yeah actually a little more about you your journey i'd love to hear how what what it has been the highs the lows some keen things you picked up along the way so my journey up till one point was just a regular person like i was a kid i studied hard my parents sort of supported me and loved me and i was the boy of the family so sort of i got that advantage over my sister <laughs> but uh, how many children are you uh just two like my sister and me your sister and you okay yeah my and elder sister and me okay right. so uh so it was it was always like i was the boy of the family and I, everybody had like high hopes for me and all of that and i did well in school and everything so there was no real complaint till then but eventually once uh, college started i sort of strayed down the path because i wanted to be a writer yeah. i had always sort of like internally i just knew that i wanted to be a writer but i came from a family like all my father my father's father yeah. and all his brothers are engineers all his brothers children are engineers so like it was always <laughs> yeah. known that okay akshay has to be an engineer yeah. you know and i also thought that okay this is the path for me like i will have to eventually do engineering but subconsciously i i i guess i knew that i didn't want to really and i sort of uh, once college started i started of sort of straight down the path a little bit and i started uh, not studying because i did not want to get good marks and go into engineering and uh, also at that time um, because of college and the freedom that it gave you i sort of got into uh, smoking a lot of marijuana mm, mm. and uh, it was like eventually that was a bit of my downfall mm. where i just kept smoking on and even though i did not score that well in college my father somehow pulled some strings and put me into engineering like right. engineer to banna hai <laughs> and uh, i i did go through engineering i somehow uh, without a year loss i made it through not exceptionally great i did computer engineering i still can't code but i made it through somehow uh, yeah but uh, that entire whole segment of me smoking marijuana remained throughout engineering mm. and it it got really bad at one point really bad and uh, eventually my parents also found out it was a lot of mess mm. and uh, yeah they were just like my dad was just broken after that i don't think he's been whole up 
since the time he found out. He's like, how can my son get into all of this? He, he just broke down in front of me. And that was hard. Mm-hmm. But uh, eventually, after engineering got over, I did not take up a job or anything. Most of my peers, most of my friends were working in some company, in some corporate. And I did not go down that route. I was like, but okay, I've done your engineering. Now I want to be a writer. So uh, eventually I got a job, I quit that job and I just stayed at home for two years and I just wrote. I wrote, I, I learned how to write because I was, it, I had never sat down to write more than like once in spurts, maybe for five, 10 minutes here and there, that's okay. But yeah. I had never dis- sat down with a discipline to sit down and write throughout like a vast period of time. Yeah. So those two years were really formative for me. Mm. And uh, it helped that I had a heartbreak just post-engineering. So then it became like, oh, I have to write and sort of get over this girl as well. So there was a lot going on for you. Lot, a lot going on back then. Mm. And then mm. th- those two years were very formative. Like I've spent, like, I know that this is a little wrong of me to say, but everybody seems to be complaining about how they are stuck at home in COVID times. But I have already done this two years ago like not two years ago but back then in those two years so uh, it doesn't really feel that hard for me to sort of just sit at home and write because I've already done that and now I'm actually in a better space so I can handle it mentally far better but yeah those those two years I spent I wrote I learned how to write uh, I read a lot and uh, I did not earn any money as such and my father was not really pleased about that but I think I those I owe those two years so much, and then eventually, like I started working as a uh, as a writer here and there. I I started uh, attending workshops. I started attending classes, and I grew up more and more through my writing. And then eventually, once I started to get published, then so there was just no stopping me. Then the sky is the limit after yeah. that. So those two years that you kind of held your ground after doing your engineering, after going through whatever, you know, smoking up, a heartbreak, and just holding your ground and saying, no, this is this says so much about your tenacity and your your passion for writing. It must have been so hard for you not to explore writing all through the time that you that's all you wanted to do. My God, Akshay, it must have been yeah. it was and also to so there was this one story I had written when I was in 10th standard. Uh, and it's a very funny story. Uh, mm-hmm. Not the story itself, but the story behind the story. I had written it as an essay because I did not really understand that I've written a short story. Mm-hmm. So and, and I gave it to my uh, school teacher to mm-hmm. sort of give me a grade on it. Huh. And she did. And uh, after a week, she came back and she gave me, she's like, it's an okay story. Maybe you, if you put in some more work into it, you will be, it, it could be something. And I did not understand the feedback that she gave me. I was like, I'm a writer. How can she say that this is a bad, not a bad, but this is not a great story. Like I, I lived under the impression that whatever I wrote is gold. Right, right. So, right. <laughs> so, so right. that was an ego blues, e- ego blow sort of. Yes. And I stopped writing after that. Mm. And throughout, like really. through through the college and engineering, I did not write as much. I wrote in sports, but there was nothing uh, like concrete coming out. Those mm. sports were just my essence, sort of trying to escape out of me mm. or sort of break out of me. 
but I did not really consciously give it any thought. And then eventually, once I started writing, I was like, hey, I had written that story once, uh, once in school. Why don't I just rewrite it and see what I can do better? Because by then I had sort of crossed six months into those two years and yeah. I had... I I won't say I had learned a lot, but I had picked up a few things, and at least I had the discipline to sit and write. So I did that. I got that published in one online place, and then eventually, a few years later, a film director from the Bahamas. He's an Indian but living in the Bahamas. Mm. He reached out to me, and he's like, "Hey, I I saw your story. I love this story. Can I make it a make a short film out of it?" Wow! Really? Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, and and he did, and then that same short story is converted into not converted, but another director picked it up and made a short film in Malayalam on it. Which is this film, and I must uh, see it. And it I is. It, people must hear about it. it, sure it it's called the autobiography of a dictionary. The Bahamas director he made it in English. Uh, that is a strict adaptation of the story. It is currently not available to view on YouTube uh, because he's circulating it in, in uh, film festivals. but the malayalam film i wouldn't say is a strict adaptation he's put a little spin onto it yeah. which i like because i uh-huh. because when he had approached me i was like he's already making it but i want to see how another person interprets it so i was like yeah please go ahead and do it yeah yeah and yeah. it's supposed to be a children's story like the way i'd written it yeah. but he's made it into a thriller okay which is which was very interesting for me to see <laughs> but uh, Yeah, so the Malayalam film is online. You can, I think, I think it's called Bio. The day my life changed, or some, or something of that end. Bio. But it's called Bio. Yeah, it's okay. in Malayalam. I have its subtitles, obviously. And that means your 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 film is being shown in film festivals, etc. And I uh, very yeah. soon. It's amazing. I'm sure we're going to see the work that you do highlighted in many such and recognized for the kind of. Uh, yeah. Hopefully. You know, the Hopefully. the passion that you have shown this entire uh, endeavor. So, uh, and now, how do you do? You write consistently, Akshay? How is it? I write every day. Like it's since those two years, I've been writing every day. Like it's. I think it's been eight or nine years now. I have skipped around two or three days. Till day. You write every day. I write every day. It's and like it's a discipline, the, or it is a discipline. Actually, it's my cup of tea. Like every day morning, I will have a cup of tea. and i will sit down and write it's as simple as that like it's literally like the cup of tea is telling my brain that hey it's writing time so i'll just sit down and i'll sit and write like there's no two ways even if i'm not writing anything uh, substantial i'm just maybe some i tell this tell this to a lot of my students but sometimes you just have to sit on the pay on uh, with the paper and crib crib about the fact that you can't write just get the words flowing then things will start happening on its own But Amazing. first, sit down because if you sit with a blank page and you're like, "Oh, I can't write. I can't write. I can't write," that mantra sort of keeps building in your head, and you can't write then. Mm. But if you just sit down and crib on the page that how you can't write, but that's it. The word starts flowing. That's it. You just it's just like it's like inertia. You need to sort of roll the cogs in your brain, and it'll start moving and keep moving. It, they don't stop. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. Oh God! All right. Okay, and now how is how you how is the family now? How's your dad now about? 
so he did not really give up on his idea of me yeah. owning a business and you know having like a proper job or something mm-hmm. so he kept trying to he kept he first pulled me into his gym he also runs a, a chain of gyms in bombay okay and he pulled Which me into the, uh, transform gyms transforms okay so he uh, pulled me into the gyms for a while i worked there for two years as their supposedly tech head but also like i called myself the creative head because yes. i wanted to be on the creative side of it <laughs> but uh, i worked there for uh, for a couple of years and then he pulled me into a new business he was starting and he's like this is a startup and this has technology in it you like technology so let us do this together Right. and we did work on it but then eventually my heart was never in it sure. and i never gave it the amount of time and love that it required from me sure. so so eventually that died down and then i eventually told dad that hey look this is not working out let's just shut the company down because i will not be able to handle it mm-hmm. and he's like okay and then he shut the company uh, and we called it a day and i had been meanwhile working with tall tales for telling stories for so what is tall tales little more about tall yes, tales yes tall tales tall tales tall tales start was started by uh, michael burns he's my mentor and uh, he had started it as a night of just friends telling stories to each other mm-hmm. that's it and then that sort of like once that night was done more people started submitting stories mm-hmm. and then that the second show happened it was never a show but now it became a show sure. and then uh, it just started snowballing from there and every few months we uh, they would have a show like a live show where people are just telling true stories from their lives awesome yeah and then uh, sort of we realized that the stories that were coming in were okay but they could they had the potential to be great Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they also want they like the storytellers themselves wanted to improve their writing there was this uh, urge to learn and sure. grow as a storyteller for themselves sure so uh, eventually from there the coaching started where the stories were that came in were coached by us and also then like there was then there were certain people who did not want to share a story mm. but they wanted to just learn how to sort of craft a story uh, right. you know so that is where the workshops also came into being and then the workshops evolved into retreats and i actually uh, met michael at the first tall tales retreat like he had, he had hosted in a small village called purushwadi uh, really where in, yeah this is in maharashtra this is like 3 3 kilometers away from bombay uh, it's uh, it's under a company called grassroots they do a lot of rural tourism okay. like they take people to villages to live with the villagers see their village okay. life eat okay. with the villagers and do the farming like just basically live their life okay. for a brief period so it's called rural tourism and it promotes jobs in those rural places as well so uh, it's a, it's a nice uh, organization and Sounds we work like with it. them yeah, yeah we work with them for like 5 to 6 retreats but then eventually uh, i started exploring more places and we started uh, like Uh, obviously there's alekhya but then there are there are other venues in maharashtra nearby that i started hosting the retreats in and uh, we honestly i had i we like to do two retreats a year but this year so there has been but so we do a lot of activities we do uh, obviously the shows are the crux of it mm-hmm. and uh, the workshops are another part of it the retreats are another part of it then we do one on one coaching as well and everything basically we do everything that promotes uh, people 
writing and telling like as much really? as possible so this is truly something that's literally like your your call isn't it your exactly like you, your it, purpose like, it it was love at first sight sort yeah, of a thing like yeah. i i can't explain it better than that like first retreat that i attended was magical and the people i met there are still friends like all of them yeah. each one and uh, eventually through all the retreats i've made so many friends through the workshops i've made friends through the shows i've made friends like all the people that that really sort of love and cherish stories as much as i do mm. or maybe even more they're all there and then i i get to meet them i get to talk to them i get to work with them it's just brilliant so amazing and 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 you when you're talking your animation when you're talking about this <laughs> your sheer love for this thing that you're doing and that is so infectious and more i hope you have a lot of success going forward in this as well just the and the joy the joy of it yeah. it's pure joy like yeah. me sit like yeah. it's pure joy for me to just sit on my like i imagine myself as just me sitting on my desk and writing that, that is pure joy for me yeah. like everything else is okay i have to do this for the sake yeah. of doing it but it's just pure joy when my pen is on the paper or my keyboards are my hands are typing away on the keyboard it's just pure joy isn't it amazing when we find our reason to be and that manifests i think uh that's really a blessing tell me if of would there be some learning in all this period that you say yeah this is something that i was like something it is we say nichod hota something that you take out as the key thing and i don't want to say take away or whatever i just yeah, yeah. something that's vibrant learning to you i i actually realized this very recently i was talking to someone uh, i was talking to a friend and i was telling her about my days as a, a stoner when i used to smoke up a lot of marijuana mm. and it was a lot like mm. i was i it was abusive amounts i could i could even you say you were perpetually stoned you would say yes perpetually the way i was looking at it is that back then i was extremely passionate about smoking up Mm. like extremely passionate like that was the only thing i wanted to do mm. and i got out of it by writing because i couldn't write when i'm stoned mm. and if i was like if i can't write so this needs to go so i just stuck it out of my life and it is completely gone now mm. but i realized re- very recently that i have this immense amount of passion for whatever i love like back then it was marijuana and right now it is writing Mm. so you know that amount of energy that i have for whatever i love will see me through whatever like come what may i will get this done you know like come what may i would smoke up come what may now i will write now that is very clear so and she also told me like that is such a beautiful way of looking at something that was so terrible in your life and i was like yeah actually i had never seen it that way but again power of conversation uh it mm. came out in the flow of things yeah i guess what i'm hearing say is that you give yourself 100% to anything that you're experiencing fully i mean it has to mean a lot yeah and then you are 100% there and you are probably really able to close the door i had to learn that really yeah. early on because obviously there was a lot of noise and yeah. there was a lot of naysayers yeah. and like i used to attend parties with my dad and people used to just come up and tell me just work with him why do you have to pursue this hobby and in my head i'm like it's not a hobby yeah. Yeah. but but it was there were just so many naysayers all around 
and i understand where they are coming from like it's not like it took it took me many years to sort of start start making money through this sure. like i understand that a certain financial independence is required you can't always rely on your parents you can't always you know not be earning and i'm very privileged that i i'm very aware that i had the privilege to take those two years not right. a lot of people have that privilege mm. but at the same time if you do do it mm. honestly like uh, mm. it is the best thing that you can do for yourself like at, at and at a certain point you do need to do things for yourself rather than for what everybody else absolutely and the fact that you found your way to that and this it's there's a huge gift in this that came to you isn't it and and the way that i look at it is not only it's because of it mustn't have been easy i can literally see those things that could have you must have gone through in to get where you are today it must have been very hard many times so this is again something funny but uh, i keep a hold on this i never shave my beard like this is as tiny as i can take it sure but i never shave it off because in those two years is when i actually grew it out and it was like out like i had just let it out really? and it was simply my interior life showing on my face that that is how mad i had gone in those two years mm. and uh, now i never take it off just as a symbol of those two years that hey like some people obviously get a tattoo i would eventually want to get a tattoo as well mm. but uh this is my sort of tattoo that it's there on my face that it will never go i went bald recently uh, just before the lockdown started mm. and but this stayed like this has to stay this will never go i don't think like as as far as i see it it will never go i again don't want to say never but uh, as far as i can see my future this stays because it is a sign of those two years and what that meant to me it's a huge symbol isn't it for you and i guess every time you look in the mirror it's there it's there it's always there Yeah, what are the gifts that you say that have shaped you? Can you say what those are? And in all this, do you see the gifts? Yes, like as much as I say that my parents always said no to me uh, writing, they never really said no to me writing. They usually said no to me for uh, not being able to turn it. into a financial uh, sort mm. of a situation mm. but they always enjoyed the fact and they were always proud of the fact that i wrote and i was one of i was not like a unintellectual kid mm. or something i was always sort of bookish and i always wrote so there was a hint of pride in them and i um, very early on i got into this very uh, expensive habit of fountain pens okay Okay. okay it is it, i i advise everybody to steer clear it is a very addictive and very <laughs> very expensive hobby to get into but back when i got into it i remember my mom bought me a pen it was an expensive pen but she bought me a pen she's like ye le tu likhta hai tere ko pasand hai keep it and and you know it was these small it was obviously inexpensive but a small little gestures like of these course. that obviously that just like kept me going You know, there are these small little uh, moments. Like I remember when Harry Potter six had come out. Mm-hmm. This is day before. This was in school days, mm-hmm. and I obviously did not have any money to buy it. And I was sort of like the day it had come out. I was like, I was just rambling around the house. I was like, what do I do? I want to read the book, but I I don't know how to go and get it. Huh. And uh, late in the night, my dad came home at around ten o'clock or eleven o'clock. He had some late meeting. and he came out came home and the first thing he did is like he gave me the book 
He's like, oh, I bought yeah. it for you. And I was just like, whoa. And I, I, I read through the night and I, I finished it at around uh, 11 p.m. the next night. Because I was <laughs> okay, non-stop yeah. just reading it through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so these small little gifts and gestures keep have, have a way of sort of keep kept encouraging me to go forward. Absolutely. You know? So somebody in your position right now, you know, you, you've got where you are. And if you were to give a message to that person, what would it be in your position, wanting to do the things, wanting to write, may not be similar kind of thing, but unable to stand up to different pressures. What would you tell him or her? Take one hour out of the 24 hours given to you every day. Take just one hour and write. Write on paper, write on the phone, write on the keyboard, wherever, however. That one hour to sit down and write. Everything, all other hours are for you. All other hours are for life and whoever wants to take them. Mm. But that one hour just give for yourself. Like that is how I started, honestly. Like that, I just used to sit down for one hour and write. Mm. And eventually now I can write for eight, nine hours with Mm. uh, utter freedom. But one hour, that's it. One hour of 24 hours is easy enough to take. And just do that for yourself. And... I promise you, it, it won't be easy. It won't be fast. It'll take a while. But I promise you, it'll lead you somewhere that you had never imagined or have imagined. That's beautiful. Thank you. And I'm sure that will mean a lot and inspire many who are still struggling to be able to get to a space where they can express themselves in whichever way. No, I'm sure it will, Akshay. If I... Each one of us, I believe, has a unique gift to give humankind. You know, it's their own legacy. And I don't think legacy is a function of age. I think legacy is moment to moment. What you, what you bring, what you give, what do you think your gift is to humankind? Honestly, even if I, I think that even if at one point I don't ever succeed as a writer, whatever success means, if I never get published or I don't ever put myself out there, I just hope that I'm able to convince more people to write as many people as I can. Like I want to start a, an epidemic of writers. Wonderful. <laughs> so that Wonderful. there are more people reading, there are more people writing. And I, I think the world would be a much better place if people read. Because reading sort of not only gives you information and all of those things, but it slows you down, which is which is something that is lacking in the world right now because everything is so fast. Like you want movies fast on your screen. You want everything to be streaming fast. But books are the only thing that still sort of keeps the same pace. Everything else is fast. Like movies come out in the theaters, they are on your screen within minutes. You know, Uh, uh, you want to search something, you Google it quickly. But everything is super fast. And everybody is sort of in that rush. But only in reading is the pace still maintained like the same pace which was many years ago it's still here so it seems almost like something eternal no like a stillness and a that's still what i'm moment hearing. Just, just passing through all of eternity and yeah i i would love it for people to sort of keep uh, writing and reading wonderful and this is Such a powerful message. I hope it reaches many because uh, reading has really gone down. 
and our yeah. younger ones are suffering a lot as a result because many of them don't know the joy don't, of it. Yes. So, uh, Akshay, thank you so much for. My uh, pleasure. It's absolute pleasure, and I've so enjoyed getting to know you a little bit more. And uh, uh, I am so inspired by your passion and your drive, and you inspired me to think of <laughs> starting to write really seriously. So please do, please do. Thank you so much for being here, for sharing. Thank you for inviting me here. It has been a pleasure for me. So it's wonderful uh, to have you with me, and I wish you every success as you go forward. And I look forward to seeing your movies, reading your books, um, looking at your retreats, looking at how the way over the years you'll inspire so many. I just feel that there is a huge horizon that you will cover, and I um, and I want to be there to applaud you for it. Thank you, and take care. Yes. Thank you for your time and attention and for being a part of Soul Brews with Shiva. Until next week, keep the coffee swirling. <laughs>